0: Welcome back, Bears fans. So another episode of the Bears Brothers podcast. We're here. We're live. The Bears are on the clock again. We're now in the sixth round. We're at pick what? Number 181. So as you know, this is probably the most important pick in the entire draft for the Bears. Obviously, I'm kidding, but this is where we're at, right? We've been sitting here. We're eating some donuts. We're having a good time here with our draft coverage. Well, two of us are eating donuts. Nick and Chris does not, but Let's introduce ourselves just in case you're unsure exactly who we are at this point. I'm your host, Will DeWitt. I'm joined by my fellow Bears brother Nicholas Moriano, my other Bears brother, Chris Bacher, and Michael Dugan. You're like an adopted Bears brother. So uh, half
1: brother? Yeah, we'll go with that.
0: You're a half bears <laughs> brother, which I mean you're Bears fan, so I think in reality we're all Bears brothers. We're all Bears family here uh in Chicago or really around the entire world. But yeah, we're sitting here six round. The Bears. They've had an interesting day three. Seems like they're getting some role players, some project players at that. But yeah, we're still waiting for them to address the edge position. I know. Broken record. I'm going to ask Nick again, though. Do they do it this time by? I have no idea.
2: I don't know if it's ever going to be addressed. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know. I've been saying it for since probably the f- for the first round. Honestly, I thought they maybe addressed it there. Second round. I have no idea, to be completely honest. We'll see with this round six pick. but.
0: They should. It's definitely a still a need for the bears, but we're going to find out real soon. I mean, we'll see. I mean, again, apparently the value has not aligned to the current pick yet, but now when you're in the sixth round, I feel like you can just take any of these guys that you believe would be a fit inside of your scheme and just kind of hope for the best. I don't see how that's even a bad case scenario at this point in the draft. You only have this pick and one more, and then the draft is over, and then you're going to go with the undrafted guys, the free agency period with that. And, of course, you're going to try to look to add more bodies. But if you can get a guy right now who can maybe – jump into a role instead of gambling on who you can pick up via the undrafted free agency, like waiver system, then I would go ahead and get that guy right now. But yeah, we're still waiting for the bears to go ahead. And Chris, I want to go to you. Do you have any names that you see on uh, the players available that you wouldn't mind becoming a Chicago bear?
3: Well, Dion Kane for one, just cause he was, he went to Clemson. Clemson receivers have translated pretty well to the NFL. Deandre Hopkins is one name that uh, comes to mind. I'm not gonna guess anything because
0: we, we've mean, been running all day long. So it's <laughs> yeah, not a big exactly.
3: Deal. So, but Deion Kane, I mean, there has to be a reason that he's fallen so far. But who knows? We don't obviously don't have the access to the medicals or any personal stuff with them. So, but ju- that's just a name.
0: Sure, four, I mean just a name. Speed. I mean, just the name it, at this point in the draft, that's what we're getting down to. <laughs> we didn't think we would be there in the fourth and the fifth rounds, but we were. But the Bears pick is in. And I saw that here via uh, NFL Network before actually on Twitter, which is interesting. I think that's probably the first time all weekend long that I saw that. So, Michael, as we have a moment, again, we've been wrong all day, and that's okay. I think 99% of people are at this point. Um, any any gut feelings of where, maybe where they go position-wise?
1: Uh, no, I think my gut feeling has gotten weaker and weaker as the day has gone on. I would I wouldn't be upset with Deion Kane. I wouldn't be upset with an edge rusher, but who knows if they're going to address that now, next year, or ever? Um, at this point, but uh, no, the, the pick is supposedly in. I think they're lying to us on this coverage. Um, because I feel like we've always seen pickers in and then waited like two or three minutes. Um, but no, I just. Just get someone we can analyze here because we've been kind of spewing out a lot of random stuff. And there it is.
0: There it is. All right. So the Bears pick with the 181st pick is an, a defensive end, Kylie Fitz. And guys, I think the pick fits. No. Okay. That was the worst <laughs> joke I've ever tried to make on the show. And I am now officially ashamed of myself. But just some instant measurables. He's six foot three and three quarters inches. I think I saw about 295 for his weight. And then it went away, but he had 23 tackles, three for a loss in 2017. So as the guys are starting to pull up their scouting reports. Um, so here's another guy. A defensive end. So the last pick was a defensive tackle. Now we're going defensive end. Of course we knew the Bears needed more depth up front on that defensive line and now they're getting it.
3: Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
0: With these back-to-back pit, picks, it's interesting that they haven't gone purely outside linebacker yet in this draft, like we've mentioned numerous times throughout the entire weekend. But yeah, defensive line, he's someone who transferred from UCLA after the 2013 season over to Utah. And that's all I have on him right now. Nick, I'm going to go to you because I'm sure you're not nearly prepared. So
2: anything (laughs) on Fitz? Ah, you're definitely right on that aspect of me not being prepared, but I have his combine results on NFL.com. He ran a, 469, 40 yard dash at 31 bench press, 32 vertical jump. six foot four, two hundred six three pounds. So he has those uh physical traits that you would like to see in these later rounds. That's what you're kind of doing at this point. Seeing what guys have these physical abilities or put up these good times at the combine pro days. And um, just right now, just looking at the their draft projection, he was draft, supposed to be drafted round four, round five, but uh they, they finally addressed this um this edge. I want to watch the film, maybe watch a couple games, see if he uh did that from the you know standing up position or if he was uh had his hand in the dirt. But yeah, uh, I guess maybe this is finally this edge rusher. I mean, defensive end, maybe the like like I said, I'm gonna go watch, see if he was a stand up guy. But hey, I guess they finally addressed it. Uh not the premium, I guess, stand up outside
0: linebacker that we were looking for, but it is an edge rusher. Yeah, we'll see exactly, uh, once we get some tape on him, see exactly what he does. Um, I'm looking here, he prim- primarily did line up from the left. Um, if my eyes are correct, it's a very small table, and it's the screen's oh, about two feet away from me, so I'm trying to read the best I can, but out of 184 snaps on the left-hand side, he was able to have a uh, pass rushing productivity grade of like an 8.6, but I just want to compare the snaps. He had 184 from the left and only four from the right, so he's primarily a guy who comes off the left edge, which, if he is a defensive end, that's kind of where akeem hicks has been so that might be someone maybe they're looking for someone to become akeem hicks backup someone to take the pressure off of him just a little bit more and let roy robertson harris and john bullard kind of still solidify the right side of that bears defensive line but again we're going to find the tape to see if he's a stand-up guy uh hand in the dirt guy or maybe a hybrid mix of both chris do you have anything here
3: yeah i'm watching his tape versus west virginia and it looks like he's act like he's done a lot of everything most well not a lot of everything most of what he's doing is coming out of a four-point stance rushing off the edge so i do think he'll be an outside linebacker in the bear system i have seen him drop back once or twice i've seen him be a qB spy where he lined up kind of over the center and just hung around that spot and uh i'm not i don't think west virginia's quarterback is that mobile so it's interesting that he did that but most of what he's doing is getting in a four point stance and coming off the edge.
0: All right. Well, I see a very fun fact here. He did lead the nation with uh, nine batted passes in 2015. So back-to-back picks with very active hands in terms of defensive linemen, guys who are willing to, if they can't get to the quarterback, to at least get up, get their hands in the face, knock some balls down, get into those passing lanes, make life just a little bit more difficult for the quarterback, if, even if they can't really generate any pressure inside of the pocket. And on top of that, um, via Pro Football Focus in their scouting report, uh, they say that he's a classic case of having all of the necessary Tools, but not being able to put it all together on the field. He had a career that looked promising after an excellent 2015 season, um, but he had some injuries and some inconsistency that derailed his value uh just a little bit. They say that he's a guy who's worth a shot if he can kind of get back on track. Uh so again, it goes back to Vic Fangio, someone who, of course, we look at as being one of the best defensive coordinators in the entire league. What can he do with someone with some potential like Fitz must possess? So Again, someone who has a lot of tools, a lot of intangibles, but can he put it together in Chicago uh, here with the sixth round pick? The bears are truly hoping. So Michael, I know you've been watching a little bit of tape over here to my right. Uh, what can you provide bears fans of maybe what he brings to the table on the field?
1: He's not very in your face physical, so he's not going to, you know, out you physically um, and get in your face, but he's very quick. He's got pretty decent straight ahead speed, good lateral speed. And he's very active with his hands and with his feet. So he was able to swim around a lot of these tackles, left and right tackles that I see here. Um, has some trouble getting to the quarterback. Takes a little bit of wide routes around these linemen, uh, which West Virginia's got a pretty big offensive line. So understand it takes a little while to get around those guys. But um, he's not the greatest defender on the line, I guess, uh, with the run. But from what I see as a pass rush, he's quick. Not very in your face physical. He's got active hands, athletic, and pretty fast. So, um, and like you said earlier, it, he seems really raw. But the skills look like they could be there. So, I, I don't know. M- maybe this guy could be something. As a, could become somewhat of a decent pass rusher. But he's not a plug and play guy. That's for sure. But he will be. I, I'd be surprised if he's not able to contribute in a couple of years. He looks like he's got all the skills.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the tape when you were talking. and It definitely looks like he's able to do all the things that you mentioned. And I just want to bring up the fact that apparently injuries did play a big role as a, dip in production uh, ever since he had a really strong 2015 season. Um, he only did play 68 total snaps in 2016, so obviously I don't know the injury yet. Uh, we'll have look into that, find out what injuries he actually had while he was in college, but he only had 68 total snaps in 2016 and only 381 in 2017. Uh, so, just to put that comparison, he played 628 in that big 2015 year, so durability is an issue, but if he's someone who, who can stay healthy, stay in the field, uh, put the work in and practice, get a little bit stronger, acclimate to the game, work under victory. Fangio. He's definitely someone who can perhaps develop into a decent early on rotational piece up front for the Bears and someone who maybe has more potential than the sixth round pick is giving him uh, some value here. So, Nick, I'm going to go right back to you. Any other thoughts on Fitz, uh, maybe on Will? Where does he fit on this defense?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I want to know if, if they're maybe are gonna transition him to outside linebacker, but I'm just watching his tape against BYU in twenty seventeen. I really like the get off speed off the line of scrimmage. He's one of the first guys uh getting into these offensive linemen. And then I noticed that he has some pretty good uh use of his hands when he's trying to maneuver around these guys just to get a better angle to the quarterback. So I do like that. I think like you guys said, there is some raw uh ability with this guy but with some development you maybe this could be a guy who has like like i said earlier these physical attributes that you like a tall guy ran a pretty good time in that 40 that had really good bench press and you want to see that out of these guys that are coming off the edge getting into these offensive alignment but uh right now i'm, I'm gonna be uh Honest, I'm a little surprised with what I'm seeing. It's good stuff on tape. I wasn't expecting this being with a round six pick. So um, he's making some plays. I mean, not the flashiest of plays being a six-round pick, but I I am surprised with what I'm seeing. I
0: like it. That's not a bad thing whatsoever. Again, everything that I'm seeing in terms of the scouting reports, things that are flying up on Twitter by some of the Bears beat writers, um, it just shows that he has amazing immeasurables, really enticing intangibles but just the durability is what kind of really hurt his draft stock so really uh this is and i'm not going to compare the two directly of course different positions um different circumstances but like an eddie jackson alabama last year right he fell to us in the fourth round due to an injury and look what we were able to get out of him yes this is the sixth round it's a different position um but it's someone who in over the past two years dealt with injuries so his stock kind of took a dip but in terms of I think if he would have actually been in the NFL draft in 2015, he probably would have went in the first three rounds based off everything that we're seeing here. So again, the Bears are taking a risk. And in the sixth round, it's okay to take risks on a guy who has a decent amount of talent. And if he can stay healthy, stay on the field, maybe they give themselves uh, someone who can bring more on the field than you would usually anticipate from someone being taken in the sixth round. I'm going to go over to Chris. Uh, Anything else that maybe you like about him or maybe some weaknesses that you believe that we should definitely be aware of?
3: Yeah one weakness I've noticed is I don't think he has great bend to get around the tackles which you know is a big thing coming from an edge defender but I will say this he was in a 4-3 defense in college Uh, obviously the Bears play a 3-4 and one thing they had him do a lot is line up head-to-head with the tackle or tight end a lot of the times and so he can't you can't really showcase that, Ben, when you have to go loop around like that. So it was more of a bull rush. So I'm intrigued to see how he uses that athleticism when he's outside the tackle or outside the tight end like he will be in a 3-4 scheme. That That's something that intrigues me.
0: All right, I'm going to hand it over to Michael real quick. I want to try to find some like personal life facts, but uh, Michael, uh, anything else you want to mention about this pick? Do you uh, the last pick you were kind of harsh on? So I'm curious, are I, you I at? I stepped back. A you little. did, you did. I'll give you credit there. Uh, as we went on, you definitely uh, warmed up to the idea. But are you having as difficult of a time warming up to this idea of at least this pick of the Fitz pick, or is this someone who at least more immediately you're a little bit more fond of? I like this
1: pick at the surface, and I think he probably was one of the better players overall available right now probably should have gone in the fifth round based off some of the guys that we saw go in the fifth round just to everyone so I think maybe this kind of makes up for reaching for Iggy in the fourth round maybe this guy Kylie Fitz should have gone late fourth early mid fifth Uh, I saw a couple of mock drafts projecting him there this is a guy that's got great measurables again I don't look into measurables too much I don't think it tells a good, good enough chunk of the story about how you are as a player, but he backs it up with pretty impressive play on tape. So I think this is a guy that I'm not going to go ahead and say it was a complete steal because there's a lot of great talent out there still, but this is a guy that probably could have gone in the early fifth round, late fourth round, maybe not late fourth round, but early fifth round and it would have been justified wherever he went. So I think this is a bit of a steal for the bears and I think it might make up a little bit of ground for, for reaching up to the fourth round to get Iggy.
0: Yeah, oh, that's for wow, icky. That was today. <laughs> that feels like seriously a few days ago. But no, I saw one thing while I'm looking for some personal life facts. Apparently he's really good at like breaking down his guy in order to get into the pocket, which is really good. That means um, he has uh, a plethora of pass rushing moves in order to, uh, of course, uh, get around the tackle uh, either in the inside or to the outside with a rip or a swim. But, guys, um, I know we're analyzing on a fly. It's another pick that we don't know a lot about. Um, Pace has made our lives a little bit more difficult today than he did round one and, of course, last night in round two. Nick, you seem pretty lost, so I just want to hand it over to you.
2: Yeah, no, good job because I am completely lost. I tried to find a personal story about or just some personal facts, about. not that didn't work out very well. I did find out that uh, he was at first at, obviously, UCLA, but uh, they. I think it was just a... Something with uh, the organi- with the school there and him just didn't work out right and rubbed him the wrong way. So that's why he decided to go to Utah to get more of an opportunity to play that defensive end position. So, I mean, he was highly recruited, uh, obviously going to a big program like UCLA to play there, but um, is still being in Utah, a good school to play at. But, um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting uh, to see. I'm still wondering exactly how Vic Fangio, plan- Vic Fangio Ryan Pace, the Bears organization, plans to utilize him. Is he going to play? Because we see Roy Robertson Harris. He mostly has his hand in the dirt when he's coming off that defensive end position. Is he going to be a, maybe a backup to him? Or will they actually have him at that outside line backer position, which we have been asking to be addressed for forever now, honestly. And uh, I don't know if this is necessarily it. It could be. It possibly could be. But, yeah, I'm trying to find uh, some more personal facts about him that's not really working, so I might I as well just watch. You have a couple? I have a
0: couple. Uh, nothing crazy, yeah. um, but uh, his dad did pitch for uh, the New York Mets rookie team in uh, Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, then he did play offensive line. His dad did at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, he has two brothers and a sister. For anyone who uh, wants to know about the family makeup there, uh, he's a communication major, and he was scheduled to graduate in December of 2016. Um, that's all I see here. I Hopefully he did graduate then, if it was December of 2016, then just an update the website here at Utah. Um, but yeah that's what I have and Chris I want to go over to you uh, he's uh, someone who is at least right now a hand-in-the-dirt rusher at defensive end we'll see exactly what the Bears want to do with him in terms of maybe moving him outside um, at linebacker but as of right now I think we should at least focus on uh, what we know from him and that's being a hand-in-the-dirt type of rusher um, I believe he's someone who coming off the left end is going to primarily back up Akeem Hicks I uh, give him a breather once in a while which we've talked about in their show ever since the buy of last week that needs to happen just a little bit more um, because I think he played in like the 90th plus percentile of all snaps of defensive players last year. But I'm curious, do you think this affects the bears vision or the future of a John Bollard or a Roy Robertson Harris?
3: Um, I think it would affect Roy Robertson Harris more than anything, because I think what we could see with a guy like um, uh, Kylie Fitz is a third down edge rusher over that guard spot i've there's been two times where i've seen him in a b against byu go against a guard and he made that guard look silly like uh just spun him around he's athletic so i think they i think that could be a situation which is what they did use roy robertson harris for that uh a lot last year was on third downs you know stand him up and Try to get him to get to the passer. So he could, I could see him pushing uh, Roy Robertson Harris for that role. Jonathan Bullard, I, they're two different of players to me. They're um, they don't have the same style. I see him as having a more similar playing style to Roy Robertson Harris. So it's one of those situations where if he's going to push one of those two guys out, it's probably going to be Roy Robertson Harris. I'm not saying he will. He's got a lot to prove. He's six round pick with injury issues, but that, yeah. that would definitely be the guy to have a warmer seat because of this pick.
0: What I'm seeing here in terms of at least the injuries that he had, nothing really looked too severe. It seemed like it was a lot of uh, soft tissue kind of injury, so you're we not looking at any like ligament type of damage or anything. I saw something about a hamstring. I saw a hamstring injury, so I'm sure there are multiple. It's kind of hard to fathom that a guy had hamstring injuries and was only able to play 68 snaps in 2016 and then a little under 400 in 2017. Um, but he's someone who uh, I see a quote here about him getting back on the field for a bowl game. And just he said that getting another chance to go out with his teammates, getting a chance... Uh, to go out there and play with those guys on the defensive line. It's going to be a big blessing and that he's looking forward to it. Just kind of show you uh, what kind of character he is. Someone who, of course, um, is hungry to be on the field, takes the most of his opportunities. And I think someone with like him with all of his potential, I think he knows he can be good. And I believe that if Fitz knows he can be good and he's been off the field for the last two years, he's hungry. He wants to prove people, hey, I still got it. And that's why I believe this pick might be, One that maybe right now is going to go under the radar for most fans, maybe most media as well. But come the season halfway through when maybe his numbers call just a little bit more, he's making those effort plays. He's getting into the backfield. He's showing up just a little bit more than we would expect from a sixth rounder. I don't think that any of that is out of the question, but Nick, do you have anything else before we kind of wrap things up? I mean, we're in a sixth round, so it's kind of hard to have a full almost hour discussion on some guys.
2: Yeah. I'm watching him now. And I'm um, just looking at his technique that he's utilizing to get to the quarterback. I think, um, he definitely can improve on, you know, the variety of moves that he can use. I'm seeing him right now. He's just kind of trying to use that bull rush, that speed to get, you know, uh, the advantage on his man. Um, but in terms of uh see okay now he's now I say that but now he does a spin move he gets to the quarterback. so there you go <laughs> he shows him a little bit of versatility there I want to see more of that I think he's capable of doing that with all the physical uh, aspects of his game or just and him being the size and the speed that he ran. so I do want to see more versatility out of that and obviously with Vic Fangio the defensive coordinator defensive coaches there in Chicago, I think they'll get more out of him because uh for the most part, kind of just running straight up the field, using that speed, trying to get past and use his physical attributes to beat guys. But, yeah, I want to see more versatility, and uh, I think he's definitely capable of that.
0: Yeah, versatility is something that I think it's just been the theme all offseason long, whether we're talking about the Bears' offense, the Bears' defensive players that they've been able to bring in. Having guys who can play multiple positions is definitely something that we've been wanting to have here uh, in Chicago. It just helps the scheme. It helps make things difficult for either opposing offenses or opposing defenses depending on which side of the ball you're talking about. Um, I'm looking here at Texans wire and they're talking about some senior bowl prospects that maybe would have fit with them. Um, I'm not here to ever talk about the Texans unless we're playing them. Um, but they do have something on fits and they want to say that he was under the radar pass rush out of Utah. Uh, he thrived throughout senior bowl practices. Uh, he was especially quick on one-on-one pass drills uh, and They said he was a stand up outside linebacker was at his best during those one-on-one pass rush drills. Um, I just watched this video where he just take, uh, took on uh, Kappa, uh, one of the offensive linemen, in this draft. He uh, got him on a spin move, and it was really it was really impressive to watch. And uh, they again, they talk about the injury issues, um, but when he was on the field, he was a disruptive menace. To quote the actual article, disruptive menace is two words that gets me excited. That's someone who can probably embody what it means to be like a monster of the midway. But yeah, everything that we've already talked about, uh, outside of the durability concerns, Uh, If you can stay on the field, he could be a very fun player to watch. I won't say impactful. I won't say uh, maybe disruptive at the NFL level just yet, but someone who can definitely go ahead and maybe perform a little bit more than, like I said, the round and the pick would indicate. And I see here from uh, Kevin Fishbane as well that uh, Fitz and Anthony Miller are both both older than Jordan Howard. You wanted to throw that out there. Uh, But all three are going to be turning 24 during the season. Uh, Fitz and Miller in October. Howard, his birthday is in November. Actually, same birthday as me, which, hey, that's a fun fact, just in case you didn't know. All right, guys, I think it's about time to wrap things up, so I'm going to go around the horn. Uh, give me your final thoughts on this pick We have and uh, what you expect, because uh, we all know seventh round pick. You're going to be able to predict it, predict it pretty perfectly uh, coming up. And then, of course, don't forget to grade the pick. And, Michael, I'm just going to hand it to you since you're right here. B+. Plus. I'm giving this a B plus. I think this is, a, like I
1: said, this is a guy that could have gone 30, 40 picks prior and it would have been completely justified. Injuries are an issue, but may, that might be the biggest red flag, which that's, at the end of the day, it's kind of unfortunate that's just up to the luck of the draw. But uh, this is a guy with a great skill set and he's a little on the older side, but that's fine. And he's a great pass rusher, uh, especially given that that this is a guy that the Bears landed in the sixth round. I think he's got a great skill set. He's phys- He's athletic. He's quick um he's got active hands he's not too in your face
0: physical but he's able to get around tackles so i think it's a b
1: plus all right
0: i mean b plus at this point of the draft again it's we're all looking at this point of the draft you're looking at potential and that's pretty much what this kid brings right fits brings potential to the table and there's nothing to complain about about that so b plus for michael dugan over there let's go over to chris uh final thoughts on fits
3: i am going to give this uh b grade just because i think uh it will help with the pass rush. Um, so that's always a good thing. But I'm going to throw out one name that I think uh, absolute best-case scenario that uh, Fitz could be like, and that's Brandon Graham of the Eagles. He's a guy who plays outside for on first and second down and then kicks inside to go over a guard and has had a lot of success beating guards one-on-one throughout his career. I think he had like eight and a half sacks last year or something. And six of them came from inside beating a guard. Or he had nine and a half sacks and six of them came from beating a guard. If I remember my count correctly. Uh, and that's unofficial. Cause it was just a thing that I went through watching tape, but that's who I think best case scenario that this guy could be. But so I'll give it a B because I do think he'll help with the pass rush. All right. He's obviously an issue.
0: Yeah, exactly. Injuries, injuries, durability, that's going to be the biggest knock on him right now. But again, when you're talking about a player who um, that's your weakness, that he just isn't on the field. We know that. I mean, we know this first hand with Kevin White It's a horrible thing, especially if you're not being able to stay on the field. It's just it's very frustrating to watch. But that's a good thing in terms of his potential, what he can actually bring if he's healthy, when he's actually on the playing surface. But Nick, I'm going to go over to you for some final thoughts here.
2: Yeah, it's only fitting that I give Kylie Fitz a B plus as well. I think this is a guy that um there's a lot of potential there. That you're obviously you're in the sixth round and you're just thinking, what can this guy be? What's the potential with this guy? Where is he gonna end up in two, two, three years down the road? Um, I think he will go and move over to that stand-up outside edge rusher position. And he has the intangibles to do that. I think he has that quick burst off the off the edge and that's what he's going to need, especially at outside
0: linebacker. So I will give it a B plus on that one. All right. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same ballpark here, you know, B B plus you can't go give it an a day. think it's really hard to give a sixth round pick an A unless someone super talented fell that we all anticipated to go way earlier in this draft. Or if you, Honestly, I don't know how you do it because it's just real Mm -hmm. tough. But when you go ahead and get the guy uh, with a ton of potential, someone who does fit a need here, being an edge defender, um, it's a very good pick. Um, Again, no matter if he pans out or not, it's a pick that Ryan Pace uh, and company, they took a chance on the guy who definitely addresses a need and has the potential to maybe become a starter in this league. And whenever you do that, you're doing your job right as a GM of any football team. But guys, I think that about wraps things up here. You know, we have one more pick to go. Oh, I think we'll be uh, live probably within another hour. Uh, the picks seem to be really coming in now that we're in the sixth round. seventh round will be coming up here shortly. But, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. Uh, I just want to thank you again for all those who are watching live, enjoying their draft Saturday here with us. For all of our podcast listeners, we want to thank you just as well. We'll be back here soon with our last analysis video of the 2018 NFL draft. Who are the Bears going to take up in the seventh round? Who going to be Chicago's Mr. Irrelevant? Or well, really, hopefully not so irrelevant in our case. But until next time, Bear Down Chicago. Bear down.